Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. Want to hear a story? Welcome back to Storytime with M. This is a mini episode from M's Books and Cats podcast. And I am sharing my book feelers a chapter or sometimes two a week. And this week is chapter 18. Enjoy. Page by page, Cal talked me through the history of our world and the conflict currently tearing it apart. I had seen the dissonance between the normal people and the oddballs. That I had experienced firsthand. My time at Silent Trees Wellness Center had made me all too aware of my differences and how much I lacked. But there was more to the Silent Trees Wellness Center than feelers and scientific experimentation. There were others, called the Starborn, that were the most powerful of the feelers, a group I had believed I belonged to until recently. Art therapy was the first level of testing. My drawings had been analyzed, and though Cal would not go into detail— I had the feeling that some of them had given useful information to my enemy. Some were planted, of course, Cal said. The drawings of the other kids. Neil added them to your pile. He'd been undercover amongst the Starborn for a long time and was getting impatient. There are still rules. We can't just select the people we want for experiments. The Starborn were somehow connected to the Earth, but Cal didn't have a lot of information. Every time we've tried to experiment on a true starborn, it's gone poorly. We weren't able to gather much information. The goo from Roxy's broken pod came to mind, and I understood what must have happened when they tried their experiments. What's the point of all this? Cal seemed confused by this obvious question. To learn, of course. We need to understand how they work. Why? How else will we stop them? He realized I was lost and sighed quietly. I forgot how little you know. The Starborn are servants of the forest. They are spirits of emotion, rage, and fury. They hate us. They are envious of our control. The laugh escaped me before I could stop it. Control? I've seen far less control from the attendants at Silent Trees. Cal grimaced. Yes, that is a special circumstance. No one working at Silent Trees is medicated. It's an experiment. I stared at him in disbelief. Unmedicated? But they're not feelers. No, just norms without hiptis. They have more control than feelers. Most of the time. You, however, were one of the special ones. We thought you were a starborn at first. There are not supposed to be any more of your kind. Mills was the last. A darkness settled over his face, and I felt a warning in the pit of my stomach. They made sure of it. He examined my face closely. How are you possible? Um. I stood up and stepped away from him. I'm sorry. He jumped to his feet and held up his hands in surrender. I'm not dangerous, I promise. I just can't believe he survived. He? Your father. Cal sat back down and rubbed his forehead. Mills had a brother. He was sacrificed to the forest as a baby. He should have died. Your proof he didn't. My father. 
the silent man who had truly believed he was saving me when he tried to drown me in the lake. Maybe he had known more about what awaited me. There was a shadow forming inside me, one that wished he had been successful. Cal watched me intently, studying my face for any slip of truth. I kept my expression neutral, bored, and uninterested. I haven't seen my father in years. Cal nodded. Not since he tried to drown you. I know. He grinned at my startled expression. He really thought he was saving you. He didn't understand the strength of your power. He was looking at me with that curious, examining look again, and I felt my cheeks flush despite my efforts to remain impassive. The heat in my face angered me, which of course made them glow even more crimson. Cal laughed. Relax, Jane. I'm here to help you. Honest. I was about to laugh. Honesty was another archaic idea. In a quick, sudden motion, Cal was at my side. He gripped my arm tightly with one hand, while the other clamped down over my mouth. Someone's here, he whispered harshly into my ear. Follow me and don't make a sound. Understand? He waited for me to nod my acknowledgement and uncovered my mouth. He kept his grip on my arm but loosened it slightly. He pulled me into the small bedroom. One wall was adorned with a large Hiptiz advertisement featuring Mr. Cheer, the perpetually happy mascot of the Silent Trees Wellness Center. My stomach recoiled at the sight, and I froze. Cal released my arm and went to the poster. He lifted it up, revealing a panel in the wall that slid open to reveal a dark space beyond. Cal gestured for me to enter the darkness, but I hesitated. The unease in my stomach was gnawing at me. Something was wrong. I didn't trust Cal. There was a loud crash and we heard Neil roaring Cal's name. Come on. He grabbed me and I became unglued. I darted through the opening. Cal lowered the poster and the panel slid shut. The darkness was complete. I held up my hand but could see nothing. Cal bumped into me a moment later. He took my shoulders and guided me expertly through the dark. The passageway twisted and turned, and I could feel us slowly descending. It felt like we walked for hours. I was certain we must be far below the building by the time Cal released my shoulders and struck a match. The sudden glow, though dim, was blinding after the penetrating dark. I blinked my eyes until I could focus on my surroundings. We were in a hallway of stone. Heavy, identical wooden doors lined the wall to our left. Cal lit a torch which hung from the wall. He chose a door, knocked three times, and waited. The silence had weight, and it bore down on us, until the screech of ancient metal broke its spell. The door swung open, spilling golden light into the dim hallway. I took a step back, remembering my room in the basement of Silent Trees. Cal grabbed my arm and pulled me along, reminding me I had nowhere else to go. I had no choice but to trust him. Who knows what was behind the other doors? Maybe this one was the safest. Cool air dried the sweat on my brow as I stepped through the door. I was not prepared for what lay beyond. As my eyes adjusted to the bright light, the room took shape around me. Cal closed the door firmly behind us, and I suddenly felt safe. The floor was covered with thick golden sand that emanated heat under my slippered feet. The room was long and narrow, and the walls were painted the brightest shade of blue. It looked almost unreal, like the paintings on the ceiling at Silent Trees. 
My heart skipped at the thought of those watchful murals, but something else told me not to worry. I was safe here. I took a deep breath, and the air was cool and fresh and invigorating. At the far end of the room was the source of the golden light. Not a ball like my room at Silent Trees, but a woman. My golden goddess lounged on a bed of greens and pinks, leaves and flowers. She wore a short, loose-fitted dress that changed from deep purple to green to blue, and was speckled with small pinpoints of light. She stood and crossed the room quickly. In a blink, she stood before me, but she did not seem happy to see me. What's the meaning of this visit, Cal? Her eyes blazed. You're early. Cal seemed to shrink into the background. He shuffled his feet and would not look at her. Neil, was his only reply. She rolled her eyes and placed her hands on my face. Light poured from her, blinding me, and I could feel the sands shifting under my feet. They rose up around us, blocking Cal, and creating a private space in the eye of a tornado. Don't trust him, she said. He has never relinquished his old ideals, his scientific training. He is one of them. Her eyes glowed as she looked deep into mine. I felt exposed, but knew deep down I could trust this woman. Trust is essential, she replied to my unspoken thoughts. But be careful where you place it. Most from silent trees are poison. Hyptiz doesn't work on them, but it does affect them. Their minds slowly rot. They react with intense aggression and violence. Yeah, I know, I muttered. The woman's expression softened. Her glow became less harsh. I'm sorry, she said quietly. I know you have been through a great deal. I tried to help when I could, but that place is a fortress. They would love to catch one of my kind. We have yet to be studied. She grimaced. Tortured is a more accurate word. You got out of there just in time. The boys did that much right. My frustration was building. I could feel it like a fire in my belly. Can you let go of my face, please? Of course. She seemed startled but removed her hands. The sandstorm around us intensified. What's the matter? She asked softly. Oh, I don't know. Everything? I said sarcastically. I went to Silent Trees to deal with my feelings. I'm a feeler. But this is all just... weird. I'm tired of not knowing what's going on, and I am sick of being dragged around by this person or that one. Tell me the truth, and say it in words I will understand. Very well. She stood silent for a moment. The sand spun noiselessly around us. Her glow was dimmer, and her face was dark and thoughtful. You know some of the history of how we came to be, correct? At least what you were taught in school. Some. The end of everything and the survival of our forefathers. That's a start. There were very few survivors, and they were spread far across the lands. It took quite a long time for them to establish what would eventually become the city. She sighed and pinched the bridge of her nose. They are voracious in their pursuit of science and dream of returning to the glory days before the end of everything. Only they think they would do it better. It is a fool's errand. Nothing remains. It is the past. There is no going back. It's all just dust. 
I said. The words slipped out unexpectedly, but she just nodded gravely. Yes, she agreed. She seemed to decide something then. She nodded and the swirling sands began to slow. Welcome, Hesta. I will not call you by your lab name. You are one of us, clearly. You deserve your true name. The same name given to me by the others. The girls in the pods. Hesta. It felt right, though not completely. Something was a little off. But I didn't say anything. It was better than my old name. I'd never like the name Jane. Again, she seemed to know what I was thinking and nodded thoughtfully. Jane was given to you at Silent Trees. Your father tried to name you True, but your mother disagreed. He called you... Hesh. It came back in a flood of images. Memories and colors and... Feelings. My father's deep voice whispering my name. The secrecy and the feeling of closeness. Until he tried to kill me, of course. The golden goddess pursed her lips and a shadow passed over her face. Your father made the ultimate sacrifice. He knew what would happen. In the end, he did what was necessary for your survival. And for the benefit of his true people. The sands danced in a slow circle around us as she spoke. The story of my father's life and final choice. He knew I would survive. He knew I would be watched over. My arrival at Silent Trees set something in motion that would be the downfall of the wellness center and the scientific minds. He was saving the world. My father was a hero. And I was a weapon. The dust settled around us as she finished her tale. Cal was leaning against the wall with his arms crossed over his chest. A look of annoyance vanished as the sands died down, and he returned to his submissive expression. She snapped into action as the sand became still. She strode over to Cal, whose eyes went wide with fear. She placed her hand on his forehead, and he dropped to the ground. She swung the door open and Neil waited in the dingy hallway. He bowed to her and held his hand out to me. Come on, you're safe now. The woman's expression remained neutral, but I felt her bristle at the word safe. She trusted Neil, but only a little. He will show you the way from here. Be careful. And remember what we discussed. I nodded, trying to convey that I understood her message. I would follow Neil, but I would not ever completely trust him. As I passed her and stepped into the stuffy heat of the dark hall, I paused briefly. What should I call you? The golden goddess placed her hand on my forehead, and I tensed up. Her words came to me without a sound. My name is Misha. And that is the end of chapter 18, book lovers. I hope you're still enjoying Feelers. Make sure you come back next week for another chapter. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, keep reading.